how's your beer going down? It's honestly, it's not as bad as I. I told you, imagined. all you need is another beer. <laughs> that's all you need. That's the hangover Solid cure. Advice. Yep. That's well, hair of the dog. Yep. Got a rally. You cannot play God then wash your hands of the things that you've created. Sooner or later, the day comes when you can't hide from the things that you've done anymore. Welcome back to another week of Beers, Beats, and Battlestar Galactica, where we, your hosts, Lisa and Kaylee, take you through the sci-fi original series episode by episode and drink beer and try not to get too off topic very unsuccessfully, usually. Um, And today, we have three beers as an homage to three. R.I.P. R.I.P. All the threes. All the threes. It's, it's, It's brutal. Actually, I'm not ready. I meant to look up, um, I don't know, if there was more going on behind the scenes that we didn't know about. Oh, like Lucy Wallace? Yeah, if she had a limited time. Mm, My understanding from the podcast is that this was always going to be part of her arc and she was told this at the beginning of season three. I mean, that's what uh, Ronald D. Moore said on the podcast. He he said that she'd been told it was going to be like 10 episodes and it was because of the relationship with Gaius, which it kind of is in a roundabout way. Um, so, yes, we are drinking. Well, at the moment, we're drinking Cosmic Crypt, which is a farmhouse pale ale. Way too un- strong. Weak. I, weak was the word I was weak, for. weak is what I need in a beer right now. So, yes. I'm, I'm really Kaylee's digging it. Raging Hangover. So, this is perfect yeah. for that. I um, love Cosmic Crypt because that seems like, yeah. like that temple of jupiter or whatever seems exactly like a cosmic crypt for sure for sure and then the second beer is captain's daughter which is a double ipa much more my scene i think i'm looking forward to cracking that one yeah captain's daughter for uh hira you said yeah for hira because Mm -hmm. um hilo is a captain i I looked it up uh isn't sharon a captain yeah i don't know about sharon actually i actually can't remember because i think boomer was a captain but I don't know if Athena. Huh. I, I actually, I, I genuinely I should have looked can't that up. <laughs> I, I actually only looked up um, Hilo. I just looked up one of them. Okay, somebody in that. So one of the Agathons is a captain. I yes. saw it and I was like, one of them has to be a captain. I, um, I've been eyeing that beer um, and always thought about it for Starbucks, even though Adama is way higher than a captain well, at this point. Well, now we have it for something. So this is from Rhode Island. I should have said before, the other one is from. I think it's True Brewing Co., but it's one of those weird U's that looks like a V um, from Denver, Colorado. And then our third beer, this is three theme, is a triple IPA. Um, and it's called Insignificance by Proclamation. But it's um, it's like a really cool can. I'll put a photo of it up with like stars and stuff. It is a cool can. It's it, looks very, very, it looks very space science. Yeah, very, very space science. <laughs> it's like a 10% beer. So that's going to be fun to finish up. Yeah, we'll, and see. It's from, we'll see if I get that It's far. also from Rhode Island. But yeah, I thought we should pay tribute to three. I was actually looking for a beer that was like had three in the name but i couldn't find one but you can I, never find the the beer you're looking for i for mean these episodes but i found three different beers that were all representative of this episode and i found a triple ipa i thought about getting three triple ipas and i thought that would probably kill us so i left that out um yeah we're saying goodbye to three and we're saying goodbye to our favorite threesome <laughs> i know it's so <laughs> sad but i mean we kind of said goodbye to that last week we kind of did but i mean i love six you never like, know when things are gonna get rekindled <laughs> six is like 
she's a problem. They're all a problem. And then boom. <laughs> like way to deal with a breakup, I reckon. Yeah, that's one of the more extreme mm-hmm. uh, like poly problems I think <laughs> I've ever Just heard. Just retire the whole series. <laughs> um, all right, we should probably uh, get into it. Yeah, so this week we're talking about season three, episode 12, Rapture, which was written by Bradley Thompson and David Weddle and again directed by Michael Reimer, yeah, uh, who's Australian. I, never, I didn't oh, know. Yeah. I didn't know that either. Because um, I've never I, heard him speak. I could not... I, point michael reimer out in a lineup um but can you I, tell an australian accent when you hear one i certainly can oh can you what about the difference between an australian and a kiwi i'm pretty good at it what about the difference between a south australian and, and, and a british person because people think i'm british or south african a lot. oh really yeah you, i don't have a typical Aus- australian you sound accent. australian to me but not like it doesn't seem like a heavy Australian accent. No, it's not. I, I the, the word is no. The O's, that's when people are like, oh, okay, you're Australian or Kiwi. But mostly people don't necessarily guess it the first time. Anyway. <laughs> Let's get into this episode. Uh, so we start um, right on the edge of that cliff. They let a, left us hanging on. Adama the last is really time. good at playing chicken, can I say? Seriously. Like, really I genuinely, good. I still don't know if i could tell you if he was fully serious or not we don't know mm-hmm. we'll never know um and i think that's also like totally to uh the actor's credit rosalind's face is also just great in this scene. i love the way she just she's looking at him like really like she knows she can't just straight tell him not to do it but <laughs> she's just like really <laughs> like she the the look of like just it's incredulity or something on yeah. her face. I don't know. She's it's incredulity is a great word. I um so courtesy of Melia, actually, I really love the Fast and the Furious franchise and I hadn't seen the eighth one yet. I wasn't expecting that. And I've been wanting to watch it for a long time and I realize it's on Cinemax, so it's actually the only good thing on Cinemax. <laughs> so I took a weekly trial just to watch this movie and oh my god, it's so good and I cried. Yeah. Um, and then I've just been, because I found this podcast called um, The Critical and the Curious, which is just like a... Um, Brilliant. Yeah, it's it's about the Fast and the Furious franchise. And so I've been listening to that and I've sort of been watching the movies as I go along. And um, I was just thinking about the scenes where like, there's a lot of scenes of like chicken where like Paul Walker's like, his character is like, yeah, I'm just going to drive straight. Like, I think it's the fourth one where he's like playing chicken with this guy and he's just like they're just like i'm not scared and the other people like shit and so it just made me think of that i was watching that this week and i was like yeah i want to see brian versus adama and who would win at chicken because you know the fast and the furious guys are very good at chicken they're not scared of dying they're living their life one quarter mile at a time I feel like my money would be on adama and just about everything though i don't know maybe you gotta watch these i've got all the movies uh, so meanwhile, on the base ship, uh, they're having a little disagreement with uh, with the three who is representing all the threes at this Cylon meeting. Um, everyone agrees that the ship should turn around and not risk it. Um, but Deanna will not turn her ship around. Oh, yeah. She's just like, he won't do it for one. Mm-hmm. She's calling his bluff on that. And uh, she was right. She was right. It would have. I don't know. Been an interesting turn if she wasn't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but Starbucks on that planet, man. So, well, we are very up and down about when it's important to rescue Starbuck. 
Well, I just mean I don't want to explode Starbucks. No, but like or D. Adama doesn't seem to care. (laughs) (laughs) Or he does. I don't know. I'm very confused. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, so he he holds the nukes much to everyone's relief. Um, And our our three walks away from that meeting and everyone else is like, we have a problem. Yeah. They're all except again. Who are we missing from this? It's like all of the Cylons are represented except there's two. It's wait. Doral is not there and and Simon. No, Doral is there. Is he? Yeah. Cavill's there. Yeah. No, no. Doral's definitely there. Yeah. 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 He is. It's Doral, Sharon, Cavill. I don't think I don't think Doral's there. I'm telling you. No, no. He's the one who they put in the airlock on the first episode, right? They... Uh, the, the he's the one that they leave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He the, is definitely there. He's there. The Yobin's there. Oh, the Yobin. That's who I'm thinking of. <laughs> Which one's Doral? Doral is the the other white guy silent who gets like a little less play. I always get the white guys confused. He's the one from the in the mini series. They the first guy that got like yeah. Guy I thought said him and the Yobin was the first. I think I thought that they were the same person because we never see him. They look very different. Okay. <laughs> so, all anyway. white guys look the same to me, apparently. Um, and it's just Simon's not the only Cylon yeah. excluded uh, from this meeting, yeah. but still just the optics look yeah. pretty shitty, you guys. They, they do. <laughs> Be better. Uh, so, meanwhile... Oh, I do want to just call out this one line that... Like, they're all at this meeting like, oh, we have a problem. These threes are acting independently and Caprica just goes it's like we don't even know them anymore and it, it's it it's such like a from the perspective of someone who is her lover mm-hmm. like yeah <laughs> it's so much it's like like she's having a different conversation uh-huh. than the rest of them it's like having. every time Baltar is talking to both head six and the person in front of him which he does in this episode he does and, and we noted love. it yeah that's, it's one of my <laughs> favorite thing. things that this show does is when he responds to both of them with the same line uh, mm-hmm. i love that writing always so good. So meanwhile, on the algae planet, uh, we've got this standoff between Sam and Apollo. And um, Matthias. Shout out to our girl. Yeah. Love her in this app. Love her every time she pops up. Yep. Not enough screen time for Matthias. Uh, so they're not going to let Sam go, but um, Apollo's like, you know what? We we do need Starbucks. And he sends D. Yeah. He calls up his wife and he's like, hey. Would you mind? Do you think you could? The un the unspokenness in yeah. this scene is so good. Could you go and save my mistress, please? She's like, is it possible? Like, is that an order? Like, oh my uh-huh. god! Oh, um, the tension! Oh, she's so uh, she. Her acting in this episode yeah, so is brilliant, good. and her hotness is hot. Yes, mm-hmm. she's very hot. Oh my goodness. So funny thing from the podcast. So uh, Ronald T. Moore's wife is in this podcast. So that's great. Her name is Terry. I looked it up because I I didn't hear it at the beginning. And then I kept writing R.D. Moore's wife. And I'm like, she's a human. (laughs) Why am I (laughs) calling her? But I looked at them. They look like a very, they're a very cute couple. They're kind of hilarious. And it's so funny because throughout the whole podcast, she just keeps talking about how sweaty all the men are inside. And then she's like, but it was actually quite cold. So people aren't sweating outside. Why are people sweating outside? Like she's having this whole conversation. Like so much of what she's talking about is like 
the level of sweat on people. And I just thought that was great. She didn't say a whole lot. It's like you can tell she's not by the microphone. She's just chiming in from like the other side of the room That's while they brilliant. watch the episode. But um, it was just it was just funny. Yeah, I mean, I think that in in these episodes, the sweat is almost like a character. Yeah, for it's sure. Such an important part of what's happening on the LG planet. And is actually, the sweat. what she li- literally said was, <laughs> a lot of people want sweaty Anders. And then Ronald D. Moore's like, yeah, that's a thing. And they just had yeah. this conversation about that. So I was like, I just love it. Oh, I loved your, Terry, I loved your contributions. <laughs> they were great. <laughs> and they were also, if you'd like to know, drinking Johnny Walker Black this episode, which they were like, we're drinking a subpar whiskey today because we were on the road and we didn't want to bring the nice whiskey. And this is all we could find. And it's a blend and it's Johnny Walker Black, but we had to have whiskey. And I of was course. just like... You guys are the best. I have a um, couple goals. I have been listening to um, Battlestar Galactic cast, which you are not allowed to listen to because so it's spoiler effect. Um, but <laughs> wow, wowie wow. There is an episode where Trisha Helfer gets wasted. Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. Like I they love usually her have a day. couple of glasses of wine while they're doing it. Um, but yeah, great. there is. And anybody who's listening along, you know, you certainly know which episode I'm talking about. Um, oh, I wow. just it made me feel better about us, actually, because <laughs> sometimes I'm like, oh, was I too drunk that time? by the end of the episode? Occasionally, by the end of this episode, given that I only I now only drink when we do this podcast, the chances <laughs> of me being drunk by the end of this podcast where we're going from a pale to a double ipa to a triple ipa is like exceedingly high indeed but that's like and i didn't have lunch today like it was a mistake that's fine we'll see how we go we'll see how it goes and i'm you know still recovering from last night and uh no but you get you feel better right i told you you'd feel better i feel okay the coffee helped the ibuprofen helped San Pellegrino. The Pellegrino's helping. She did everything right. I had three drinks going for a while. Coffee, San Pal, and a pale ale. It has to be a pale ale. It can't be like a strong beer. So uh, on on Galactica, in the Agathon quarters, uh, Athena and Hilo are having another one of those conversations where they're both facing the same direction and it looks very like soap high school play staged. Oh no, but like soap operas, you know, when there's like one in the foreground and one yes. in the background and they're like, I just, I missed you when you were gone. It's like looking. Yeah, I'm doing a lot of acting, dramatic acting right yes, now. I'm really enjoying it. <laughs> and no one can see. <laughs> but that, you know what I mean? You can tell by my voice how I was acting that out. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, sure. We'll go with that. Uh, I just, these two characters have done this before and it's not something that this show I feel like does very often. So it always, it's always strange when it happens. Yeah. And it was funny actually. I did not. And usually I'm really good at predicting things like this. And I was very caught up in them that I actually didn't even realize what was going to happen. They did uh, great acting, I think. Yeah. And I and I was so caught up in the conversation and like the acting and like them together and like, oh my God, what's happening? And then like all of a sudden it's like bang and I'm like, whoa. Yeah, because they they don't, it's it's well written, I think. Right? I think they it was don't really well say written. what it is that they have planned and you kind of are like, oh wow, are they really going to go there? And yeah. It's, uh, like everybody knows that she's going to download uh, like Hilo knows what's yeah, going to happen, still but it's like, still like the trauma yeah. of like shooting your wife in the head. 
Well, he shot her in is the he, chest. Is it not in the head? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Less messy. But still. Still. And her blood splatters all over the oh wall behind him. Oh, it's, it's such a, lot. a scene. It's such they, a scene. When they come back to that room. Yeah. Um, so we have uh, 41,401 survivors. I'm not, I'm not 41, saying it. 41,400 and one survivors in space you told me you're gonna write down the number for me that was beautiful i well, we i both forgot, forgot it halfway through <laughs> <laughs> you did it i kind of did it <laughs> it wasn't quite right but next time we'll write it down well i told you i think once on a drunken evening that i already have a spoof of that song for Battlestar galactica <laughs> that i've been working up Oh, wow. I don't think you did tell me that. I did. I remember singing it for you in a bar when we were drunk. How drunk were we, though? That was that we went to that bar that you like, the burlesque bar. Oh, yeah. That was, I don't remember. That was a time. Much of that night. Mm -hmm. We were very, we made lots of friends. We made friends and choices. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Oh, dear. But I, my sister does these shows where they do like, like spoof musicals of like fun pop culture stuff and i am like why shouldn't we have a battle star galactica musical you and i should just do one i think so like i if you weren't uh if i if you weren't yeah yeah yeah. yeah. if you had spoilers i think we could do it right now but i think it could be a super fun well i mean at the rate we're going right now we can finish this pretty quickly let's bang it out let's bang it out um but for so that we can do our stage show, yeah. which I'm sure will sell out across but the land. A- as a nod to everyone's uh, favorite first real episode, um, Cylons are coming for us every 33 minutes. Oh my goodness! Cylons you did are coming for me. us, and we can't get no sleep. Oh wow! Right? I oh, think wow. I think I'm onto something here. I think you it could be big. A hundred percent are for that amazing crossover of people who love Broadway musicals and Battlestar Galactica. There are, I'm sure, a few people. I mean, there is a Hamilton group for Buffy. Mm-hmm. I feel like there is a crossover. At least one I of mean, our listeners, you and I, and us. So <laughs> us and Kara, who now lives in Berlin. Happy move, Kara. Oh, lovely. Um, and so maybe we can tour. To Berlin. <laughs> Look, if we're going to find this community anywhere, I think there's a good chance we'll find them in New York City. So. I think so, too. Okay. Mark, mark your calendars for, <laughs> for a whenever. while from now. <laughs> a real long time. But um, it's coming. <laughs> so we come back um, with Rosalind and Adama uh, in... Hilo's quarters with blood spatter everywhere. Mm. Um, Sharon's getting put into a body bag. Yeah. So note from this scene is from the podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, originally, they were going to do this in the kind of like uh, the place where they were doing the countdown and stuff like the CIC. Yeah, that's the word. That's the uh, one. And you would find it eventually. Uh, but they decided to do it instead in this space so that you were still like in that space of what had just happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was just something that Ronald D. Moore had to add. Yeah, I think it was uh, very moving to have yeah. them meeting in the room with her blood on the in wall. In the room where it happened, you could say. You could. <laughs> um, <laughs> so actually what I really loved about this scene is I never noticed how uh, 
big Tana how tall Penica he is, is compared he to the bars over them and i think the way that and also the way the angle of the camera is i obviously like this is not something i know about as everybody who listens to our podcast knows except that sometimes i say it in a very non-eloquent way but the way that the camera is facing really like and the way that the room is and the way that it's blocked it really shows his height and i love when Adama just like puts his hand on his arm when he stands up and just starts slowly walking. He does that walk. Ugh. What's that walk? Someone else does that walk <laughs> in a show. Were we doing this? Were you doing no, that No, I don't walk? know what you're talking about. Oh, man. I can't remember what it's from, but there's like, um, I can see it in my head and I can't actually like, but it, there is a very specific person who walks this way. It's like that real like, kind of like pulling back and moving forward at the same time he's like doing a really anyway it looks like a workout whatever it is you're doing right now i i, I it looks like remember, a lot of extra steps that you don't normally do when you're walking exactly what i'm thinking of after we finish the podcast like Literally. i always do but basically i just think it's great the way that he walks and then adama and like we've seen hilo beat adama up in the ring right that was that was, was it Chief. That was Chief. Okay, whatever. Who you constantly confuse with Hilo, even though they, I think, could not be more different. They are so the same. No. He, no, no, no. They're characters. I hate Tyrrell. I love Hilo. So we're fine. <laughs> They're also um, just physically, like, very different looking men. White men look the same to me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to argue with that. So I have such a hard time watching Mad Men. Just, oh, which white guy in a suit is this? <laughs> it's very Bloody confusing. Hell. They wear the same clothes. So Adama puts his hand very gently and he and that's enough to like stop him. And I, I love that. I think it's beautiful. I think it's blocked beautifully. I think it's shot beautifully. I think that uh, Tamau Panicat uses his body very effectively in this scene. And I just, in a very non-educated way, thought it was great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, shout out to Tamo, um, because I've been listening to, uh, again, Battlestar Galacticast, and they had him on as a guest, and he talked about, like, thinking his character just was going to be dead after the miniseries. Oh, wow. I I don't know if they always had the plan for Hilo's character and just didn't talk to the actor about it until they were, like, prepping to actually start filming the series, but, like... I'm really glad that we didn't lose him on Caprica. I, uh... I feel like in the podcast, Ronald D. Moore talks about Hilo as like the only really true, I I forgot the words that he used. I don't know if I wrote it down, but he talked about how Hilo is sort of this very wholesome character within everything. Like he sort of just gets along with everybody in this way and is just this very like true wholesome person that people can rely on and uh, and he loves that his friendship with Starbuck, which we kind of see later on. We and I do. think it is really beautiful. I actually really, I really love Hilo. He's, he's my MVP Yeah, and I right think, now. yeah, absolutely. Um, and I think that really comes through in his ability to have this deep love and relationship with Athena. Because mm. I, we certainly don't see that level of acceptance from other people in the fleet. No. Um, he's so driven by morality i think more so than a lot of characters and yeah yeah i like it what a lovely um, man that was another thing fast and the furious uh where vin, Di- uh, vin diesel um i can't help you here dom who is the main guy uh he has a really strong ethical code even though he's a criminal 
and Paul Walker's like, I'm just trying to find my code. And I feel like Hilo has a very set code that he follows, which Absolutely. I like. Absolutely. Like, and just unflinchingly. Yeah. And yeah. I think that's good. I think everybody needs to have their code. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a, it's tricky when you're like fighting space robots to stick to your moral code. Yeah, for doesn't. sure. Mm-hmm. Space robots. <laughs> Goodness gracious. That's still, you know, at the heart of it. That's what the show's about. Yes. <laughs> I guess it's not exactly accurate. It's like Janet on The Good Place. She's like, every time someone's like, oh, you're such an amazing robot woman. She's like, I'm neither of those things. <laughs> I love Janet from The Good Place. She's so good. She's my fave and everyone's fave yeah um but yeah this scene is incredible and um again it's another scene where so much comes through with the actors performances because uh, there's not there's not a, a ton that the dialogue gives you um Roslyn is here like kind of taking some of the blame for the situation um i don't okay i love Roslyn. In the last couple of episodes, though, I just am not happy with Rosalind. I don't think she takes enough blame. Like, I think she's like, she's going to stand by this choice that she made. I know. And I get that and whatever. But I do feel like she just, I don't know. She's wearing boring clothes. She's not, I don't, I just don't love her recently. I think, yep, she made a mistake. I think she could own that a little more. I think that Adama is wearing a lot of this and he didn't even make this decision. Yeah, you're right. And yeah, I don't know. I just, I haven't loved her response to this. Yeah, and but it doesn't, it doesn't change my um, love for Mary McDonald or for the character. No, not at all. Uh, I... I think she, Rosalind is really complicated and she doesn't have the like 100% moral drive that a character like Hilo does. And she also is a character who has to make like the really hard calls. Like her and Adama can't always just be 100% moral because they have to, they have to make these hard choices that someone in a position like Hilo's in doesn't necessarily have to make. Yeah. I agree, but I also just I I kind of just want more from her right now. I get truthfully. that. I get that. Um, she is also looking a bit frumpy in this this last. Not that couple it of matters because she's always a vision. But no, I just it, feel seem, like it almost seems like it was a choice for these episodes. Yeah, she definitely is wearing very frumpy clothes, and it seems like it was a choice. And I know sometimes when I'm not, you know, feeling a hundred percent, I look frumpy too yeah she's i mean still working with a limited wardrobe also as far as we know i thought she got all of ellen ty's clothes she does not dress anything like (laughs) ellen ty have you seen Rosalind wear hot pink yet (laughs) in my head canon ty colonel ty was like here have all of ellen's clothes no colonel ty keeps her clothes and smells them oh that's right yeah yeah that's wasteful When you're working with such limited resources, he I could agree. exchange them for whiskey. Maybe that's what he's doing slowly. Oh, could Bartering. be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know what role money has in this culture anymore. So I, I think know. it's probably all bartering. Wow, this is going to be a long episode. This and every podcast. episode. <laughs> <laughs> We've 
just got worse as time goes on. I think as well because now that the podcast and deleted scenes are part of our I know experience, we just keep adding so on much. to the things we're talking about. Um, we have three beers to get through, so <laughs> fair. Um, but yeah, they, I, I think they don't. I don't know. Talk enough about like the the download process here. Like, what information do the Cylons have access to if? Uh, Athena is downloading on their ship like what information is being transmitted there I think it's just everything Athena knows yeah but Athena knows a lot do they like I don't know make a copy like (laughs) there are many many copies I've heard that uh I think that they're just worried that it's just the information that Athena knows and that Athena yeah, exactly. won't keep it for herself. But it doesn't seem like it's even a choice necessarily that Athena could make. Like, it seems like, I don't know. I don't know what this Cylon download process is. I didn't is. read it like that. I read it like that she, but I, I I think it's interesting. Right. I read it that she, that they were just worried that she would tell them everything that she knows. Sure. That's all I read there's it There's a as. limited amount of time in an episode to like, get the plot through yeah. um but i i don't know i think it's possible that the silence could have access to information that she knows without her even having to participate yeah i thought about that this episode too in the last scene with um with three because there was like a little uh thing on the side of the buff yeah he like puts it in his pocket and walks away he puts a little deanna in his pocket yeah and then I, that was an interesting thing mm-hmm. i was thinking what is that and can they access what she saw which means that yeah he's like every thought your model ever had is going to be deleted including the faces of the final five uh isn't he isn't he curious Uh, he is not curious he's like very anti-curious about the five i don't think we know what his reasoning is no he's like no one's supposed to know about this this whole this whole thing makes me think of this this three story uh is and i was gonna bring this up i feel like we've kind of lost the themes part of this chat because we just always discuss it within so this is consider this a theme i feel like the story with three is really interesting to me having grown up with a very like strong idea of what life is supposed to look like and i feel like this can be for anyone who's from a small town or or even a big city but who has had this narrative to them of their life of what it's supposed to look like. And like, you know, let's talk about the hairy bird when they're like, Oh, the two and a half kids in the colonial. And that's like the, the thing. You just got way more American. Oh, whoops. <laughs> but you know, you know what I mean? It's like that idea of what your life is supposed to look like. And the people who actually go against the grain and say, is it supposed to look like this? Like me, for example, who's like, do I have to have that life? No, I don't want to have that life. And then trying to navigate a new one. And so I felt like this story in a way is actually they have this really new society that is still trying to navigate what life is for them. And there's this one person who's like, actually, I know you said that I shouldn't look for this. Like I shouldn't look at the final five. And you could put that as you shouldn't um, be attracted to someone of the same gender as you, or you shouldn't uh, want to go and pursue a creative career, or you shouldn't, whatever, you shouldn't leave the city that you're from. And that three has gone and done that. And this is sort of their response to that. And so I feel like I see a lot of that in the storyline that I don't know if it's that that's what's supposed to be there, but that's what I sort of, that was where my mind went. Yeah. I like that take on it. Mm. Um, 
I think there's definitely like a sort of a religious element to that Mm. of um, I don't know. I I just think religions are so strict in what you're supposed to think and what you're not supposed to think. And if you're in a really strict religion, questioning things is not what you're supposed to be doing. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, there's I, a lot of interesting parallels you could draw with was the your Diana storyline. Oh gosh, no. Yeah, mine neither. I don't know what that's like to be. We part were of like a-, a church on Eastern Christmas family for a few years, and then we just stopped going all together. And I'm very grateful that I was not brought up uh, to be particularly religious. I mean, I went with my grandma, but the, and grandpa, but that was just to spend time with my grandma and grandpa every week, and. Cute. My family's like very atheist, like, but extreme atheist. I would say they're like in the Richard Dawkins realm of atheism that I don't subscribe to, where they're like, you go in the ground and you die. And like, I'm anti religion. Whereas I'm like, yeah, okay, cool. I'm not into religion and organized religion, but I also just think that we are not smart enough to figure it out. So, like, I'm not saying there's nothing, I'm just saying that I don't care. And yeah. that if there is, I'm a good person. I don't need to be scared of God to be a good person. I just think it's the right thing to do. And that's just how it is. And so that's kind of where I sit. That's about where I sit too. I usually call myself agnostic if I'm pressed for a label. But um, who presses for a label? Fuck those people. Fair. I'm just uh, like, I just, is- I'm like, I don't know what the answer is. I don't think... But I, I don't think about I could it have access to mm-hmm. any sort of answer. I think there is more to this life in this universe than we're capable of understanding. fully seeing or understanding. I don't have the arrogance I'm, to understand I'm fine it. living in that level of not knowing. Exactly. I'm like, I don't know. I don't have the arrogance to think that I do know. And I think there is so much shit to worry about down here that like, I just want to be a good person and make the world better. And I don't need a religious goal star over there to follow i just think like nietzsche says oh my god i'm quoting nietzsche (laughs) wow i really want to just like just do just yeah i says there's not enough love here on earth to give it away to imaginary beings oh i like that though yeah i know i don't like to quote nietzsche because i feel like a wanker but i also really (laughs) like that quote um because i think it's really true it's like cool there might be something there might not be something who am i to know what i do know is that there is not enough love you know that i need to i want to do good things here so yeah but uh more power to you if you do find strength and comfort and meaning in religion as long as you don't use that to like hate on other people i think that's the point i think that um actually unbreakable kimmy schmidt does this really well when they do an episode on um when she goes to church and uh, Titus is like, no, because people use a church to just like hate on other people. And she's like, no, but it's great and love and everything. And I think that that's the thing is that if, if organized religion was just like love and love thy neighbor, but I feel like it's often used to bring other people down and I'm, I'm not oh, here always. for that. Cause not here for the it. second you organize anything, there's a power <laughs> structure. <laughs> for sure. For sure. And people like people, I don't know, but if you do, I, I agree. I want to I want to echo that too because I am definitely not against religion and I have people in my life who find so much comfort and joy in, in religion and I know that definitely with a lot of churches, there's a massive sense of community there and ritual that people find like very satisfying and helpful to live their lives and if that is the case for you, all power to you. Heck yeah. 
Yeah. So let's move on. (laughs) (laughs) This has been Lisa and Kaylee's Religion Podcast. (laughs) Our podcast has many themes. I will mention (laughs) many themes, many copies, many (laughs) themes. Uh, The Captain's Daughter's Beer is very good. Did you try it? We poured it, but I haven't tasted it yet. It is delicious. I'm a fan. Go Rhode Island. Let's see. Oh, that is nice. Yeah. Yeah, I've been seeing that can for a while and I was trying to save it for a specific episode. So I think you found the the right one. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, we're on the algae planet. The algae planet. Dee and Fisher are um, trying to make their way to Starbucks plane Mm -hmm. and their shots fired and goodbye, Fisher. Now, can I say that Fisher is... Just a great character in a very small amount of time. You know mm-hmm. how sometimes you get those characters that you meet and then they die, which happens a lot, and you're like, I don't even care. He's Fisher? been in the in the background, I think, for a little while, and um, I think he was definitely one of the people uh, boxing in unfinished business. Oh, for sure, but yeah. like he's not someone that I've seen a lot. Oh, but no, what not I at will all. say is that like when I saw him, when I saw him very briefly, I was like, wow, I really like really like this guy, and you feel like he is part of the team and not just like oh here's an actor they just brought sure. in to die I really in scene. Connected he feels with like him. part of the group for sure i really connected with him and then when he died i was like damn it yeah. i wanted to see where that was gonna go but he also i have my notes in parentheses are like well he's not sleeping with apollo or anders so <laughs> it's I mean, fine if he dies but could he <laughs> i'm here for that yeah i really liked him so R. more gays in space yeah more gays in space more gays everywhere also that buys gays just who just just love everyone more make it gay you cowards yeah i love it <laughs> continue uh so d is on her own and she makes a a real run for it down this big old hill given that they got shot behind the barricade and then she runs down the hill that's pretty well it seems pretty lucky that she makes it <laughs> absolutely so i also want to say um one of the podcast things that uh Adi moore said a couple of things uh to this scene is that apparently there was so much mapping out of the terrain of like how this was tactically going to be set up that's totally lost after filming so Ronald D. Moore's like they spent days on location working out exactly how it would look tactically and like putting the silence here and the people there and whatever and then we filmed it all and then came out on film and everything looks the same and it's just a complete waste of time so (laughs) I'm really sorry but shout out to those guys who put a lot of work into this I appreciate you it um, seems like that happens a lot on this show just because their process was so thorough mm-hmm. and so collaborative. It seems like also uh, there were a lot of people doing extra work that didn't always necessarily make it into the yeah, plot. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And so in theory, this is all mapped out very well. Um, the other thing is that originally um, D, so originally Starbucks was going to have broken legs and D was going to have to carry her. Oh, wow. But due to restrictions on like being, cause like, I think we talked about last episode, how this was a location that was outside of the realm of where they usually film. And so it was super expensive. So they wanted to limit their time. They kind of changed the whole plot to make it all happen within the ship so they could film it in the studio. Interesting. But originally, they really wanted something physical with like D carrying Starbucks. But I think it actually what they ended up with with the hands was really good. Um, but one thing that Ronald D. Moore said that he regretted was that um, they kind of built it up that Starbucks was going to like teach D how to fly the ship and that they didn't really execute on that as well as he would have liked. Okay. So like you kind of see it because like it's like shaky and like the 
camera work sort of does it a little bit, but he's like, we should have really had Starbuck leading D through that a bit more. Yeah, it felt like something that it was okay to sacrifice for the sake of cramming all the stuff yeah. into this episode. I mean, it was there, great there's a lot that happens in this episode. I feel like honestly. we could lose some of the scenes with Terrell personally. <laughs> he just, he, the, I didn't hate him before, but I hate him now. After these two episodes, yeah, I more, hate Terrell. More and more as this series is going on, I'm <laughs> being, being reminded of more. my issues with Ooh. Chief. This triple IPA is delicious. Oh, lovely. Mm. What a nice trio you found for us. So they're evacuating the planet uh, while Chief lingers in the temple and, I don't know, tries to translate some words or something. Um, meanwhile, Gaius and uh, Deanna, and they have a cavil with them. Uh, Safari cavil! Safari cavil! Our favorite cavil so far. And I just wish, like, if there was an action figure cavil. Like, I That's now what want- you'd want. So I think I mentioned this to you, Kaylee, because you don't watch the OC, but for our fans that have seen the OC, very random. There is an episode where I think Ryan's turning like 21, maybe not even, maybe he's turning 18. And uh, he, Seth throws him a party and basically just gets all these cardboard cutouts of all the possible careers that Ryan could have. And so he just has like Space Ryan and Fireman Ryan and like this guy Ryan. And it's like a a hilarious thing that I'd love to do for someone one day. Um, And that just made me think of that. And I just imagine that with Cavill's. So if we ever throw a battle star party, all I want is just cavils, different cavils. Interesting. It's well, I wonder cavil. how many cavil. how many fashion and career choices we're gonna see. Because cavil Safari Cavill is amazing. Like that yeah. outfit. I do love everyone's little like Safari. I mean, outfits. everybody is, but cavils. The is Cylons the best. know how to dress for an occasion. They do always. It's great. Mm-hmm. It's so good. I've just got in my notes like Safari Cavill, like in capital letters. Yeah. Um, but so we have this little scene between uh, Gaius and Deanna. And I, I think you could definitely tell that they had a limited time shooting on location mm-hmm. because this is a for sure green screen scene. <laughs> um, just something a little off about like the lighting and they're trying to make it look windy. I don't know. It looks very staged. Although Deanna's eyes look beautiful. Always. Oh, yeah. Oh. That I was looking. And Let's I see. love Head Six being back. Yes. And I love the, we already discussed it, but I love the, I know. Oh, yeah. So, mm. yeah. Um, she is basically telling Gaius, like, like she's the not chosen the chosen one. one. You're the chosen one. And Deanna has just said something to him as well. So he gets this line of like, yes, I know. Of course. That's comforting to Deanna. Yeah. But really is a response to head six. So wow. Good. What a scene. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> um so the our our team on the ground we've got like sam and apollo kind of like working together like making shit happen blowing blowing up centurions i totally forgot to say this before but there's an earlier scene with apollo and sam where apollo like i love how they're like trying to like help each other out this episode and there are so many call outs to that and there's a thing it's like in a much earlier scene than this where apollo is like we're going to do this. And he looks at Anders and he goes, gorilla style. <laughs> it's just like, that's so, he sounds so lame when he says it, but he's like trying to like be like, Anders, I'm listening to your perspective and I'm taking it on board. But like, it just, it just doesn't sound right from him. So funny. Um, there's also a thing in this scene where 
I think they shoot the Cylons and then one of them says, they'll be back, and but with force, or like, they'll be back with force. And it just reminds me of Star Wars when it's like, they'll be back in larger numbers about the sand people. Hmm. I don't know. All right, That's yeah. what it reminded me of. But um, yeah, it's just funny. Like it's really overdone. This the Anderson Apollo stuff. But I like it. I like them like being having a little bromance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I don't know so this hard. this uh, foursome could still be a thing after this episode. Oh, I don't know if D would be into it. <laughs> like I think maybe D would be into like just like fracking. It, in my heart, D and Starbuck uh, had a connection in this episode that they would want to explore. There's also a deleted the scene uh, that that conversation they have later on goes on for longer. We can talk about it when oh, we get nice. there. Okay, mm. yeah. Um, I do have a note for this this scene that's just Matthias, yeah. and I don't know what it's in reference to. I think it's just that just she's her hot. Being great. Just that she's great. It's actually also like. Um, Anders has his gorilla people. Sure. And then Apollo's just with two women, which I love. <laughs> it's just him and two women backing him up because he's the worst and they're helping. Yeah. But, and then also classic Apollo, like they lose a civilian who's like, I'm not trained up to serve the they, fleet. He just calls him, this man is dead. No, Apo- it's Apollo. <laughs> he says Apollo's that. like, this, this man, man is dead. dead. Yeah, I, I wrote it down because it's just so like typical Apollo, like don't give a shit. That some other person is like crying over his body and he's just like, this man is dead. It also reminds me of uh, Fight Club when they're like, his name was, oh, what was his name? Oh, it, it's been a while. It's been a while. It, I feel like it's Jake, but I don't know if that's true. And they're like, his name was Jake. And they that's, all are saying that's it. That's the name of the dog. <laughs> yeah. Look, I don't remember. And someone is going it's the to name of the dog from remind New me Caprica. of Fight Club. I haven't seen it for a little while. But uh, anyway, it just reminds me of that. But yeah, he's like, this man is dead. And I'm like, you, there are like eight of you. You didn't know his name? Right? <laughs> like how? Because I bet Sam Fracken knows his name. Of course Sam knows his name. Sam's a man of the people. <laughs> he knows. Uh, oh, Sam. So Starbuck uh, got her hands all burned up. It's pretty mm-hmm. pretty brutal. Like the, the I don't know, effects there. Katie that of like the, some the gloves scenes. kind of like, mm. like oh, crusted under awful. her hands looks awful and also like really well done. Yeah, and um, Katie Sackhoff's acting is great. And also mm-hmm. she's my phone background now. Kaylee took a photo. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm gonna post <laughs> <it>. <laughs> you were not kidding. I saw your Facebook banner earlier too. Yeah, I just found those photos of Katie Sackhoff and Trish Halford and I was like, um, hello. Also, can we just do a special bonus episode? episode on that video of them just doing naked photo shoot Probably i just should, love yeah. that they're like we're making money to help charity we're just gonna get naked together mm-hmm. that just seems like a great idea what a great use for nudity i also love that they have very different i think what i really love about it so like the the background on my computer is also them the back-to-back photo of them mm-hmm. and i really love that because they have very different bodies that are both very beautiful but different and I really like the way that you can see that very clearly like like Trisha Halfer is like straight down and Starbuck is like ribs out which is kind of how my body looks actually <laughs> uh and like so and it's just like nice it's I, I don't know I just yeah, love that I love like, I just love their relationships so much um also Katie Sackhoff looks hot as shit on a bike and I don't even like motorbikes I like women on motorbikes. Yeah, I mean, I like women. <laughs> That's Trisha Halford doesn't look so bad either. 
Um, no, I love their relationship. And every time Trisha talks about Katie, it's in this very like she's my like spunky little sister kind Aww. of a way, and it's so precious. It's beautiful. She was Katie Sackhoff was so young when this show started. Really? I always forget that she was like like just barely twenty two, I think. And they That's were trying to cast gorgeous. the role a lot older, mm. and. Um, was one of those one of those amazing moments she tells this story of like they couldn't decide on a starbuck and it was i forget whose wife one of the show creators wife like they were talking about it and katie sackoff's like audition tape or whatever was on the screen behind them and she was just like no that's starbuck like so <laughs> shout out to whoever's wife that was mm. for making the right call mm. yeah mm-hmm. she is definitely starbuck Starbuck. I was trying to put my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Starbuck. It was very piratey. Sounded like a pirate. Mm-hmm. Sometimes when you overemphasize the Oz, that's what happens. <laughs> Guys, I'm on my third beer. I mean, when I say that, we are having half beers. We're yeah, we're sharing these beers, so but, it's like a beer and a half. But you you are on the, onto that triple IPA. I'm onto the triple. Mm-hmm. Homage to three. So uh, Dee's coming to rescue Starbuck, who's like, Dee, why don't you sing out? I almost shot you. Yep. I said to, I said, sing out at work to somebody <laughs> a couple of days ago. Behind? Yeah, instead of, like, because I didn't say behind it and he crashed into me and I was like, sorry, I didn't sing out. <laughs> I definitely pulled that from the show. I occasionally say behind to just people on the street. Oh, all the time. You, I think... For those of you who've ever worked in the service industry, it's just a thing that you, like, it's so ingrained into you. And, like, if you don't say it, it's so on you if someone crashes into you. Uh, and then you just start doing it in real life. I do it all the time. Behind. <laughs> People are like, what? <laughs> what do you mean? I'm pretty sure I didn't get a job once because I didn't say behind when I was trailing. And the GM crashed into me and gave just turned around and gave me this look like you'll never work here wow it's a lot it's serious uh anywho d rolls up like (laughs) glad to see you too starbuck um like gets out a med kit and just like stabs her a little bit too hard and Mm -hmm. i love it uh d looks just so hot yeah um not seeking any opinions for this episode calling it right here right now for big D energy. Oh, you're just going to give it to D? Heck yeah. I feel like we've become very authoritarian. And just the last two episodes. I'm and sorry. Also, Fight me that D doesn't have the, the best BDE this in this is episode. This the third time Come that the we have on. not allowed a democracy to happen. I just, I think sometimes <laughs> we're allowed to make the decision. Okay. Just, uh, yeah, that seems fine. Just let Donald Trump know that you're, uh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because the the fate of the entire world rests on our BDE polls. <laughs> <laughs> so many consequences I'm just there. Saying, it's a slippery slope. Uh, you know what? If, if you wanna, if you wanna sing out, like fight me on it. I'll look, t- I'll listen. But look, no one can convince me that D doesn't get this award for this episode. I'm only allowing it because I gave it to Anders last episode. But if who would you give it to? Come on, I come on. I was gonna leave it to a vote because I care about democracy. You didn't care about democracy last week. No, obviously not, because <laughs> Anders obviously won. <laughs> D obviously wins this up. Uh, just every everything she's doing here, 
Like, I feel like we've seen D in the past few episodes be a little bit of a pushover. Like, they're writing her as a little bit of like but a... But I also feel like they always delete the scenes where she's a also badass. Also that. Which makes me angry. She's also that. Um, but she... I I don't think D has ever achieved the level of badass that she achieves in this episode. It's very and good. I am okay. so here for it. I'll allow it. All right. Thank you. Thanks. Appreciate it. So it's an emergency. Didn't care if you weren't going to allow it. Emergency BDE again. <laughs> Second one. Yes. Great. Very necessary. Uh, she also slaps Starbucks. She does. She's like, my husband ordered me to risk my life for yours. So I'm going to bring Starbucks back to Apollo. <sighs> that is also the scene where there's a deleted thing. Oh, yeah. But we, are we there yet? Or did we miss We're some? at the first we're at their first encounter right now okay do you want to talk about the whole part of it and then we can go back to because it, it, yeah. it's just in between that's asylum there's scene, a lot right? of cutting back and forth yeah. in this episode so let's keep on it um so in the deleted scene d gives her this whole lecture being like you're not the victim of circumstances it's not because of your childhood that you decided to be like shit I oh mean, wow that's okay paraphrasing but basically she's like oh you keep talking about it like you're not in control she's like you're completely in control and you decide to do what you want to do and you just tell everybody you're a fuck up and then apparently ronald d moore didn't keep it because he felt it was too soapy <laughs> so he was just okay, like i'm actually gonna need you to cue that up for me later though oh yeah yeah we'll uh we'll watch it on the dvd yeah Yay. we will uh <laughs> awesome yeah she there's also just i'm sorry like it's just it's all the bde which she's got this like tool belt or whatever that she's like taken on she just looks so badass in this episode yeah she looks great even though she's not sweaty as was she's not as sweaty she's a little she's a little sweaty she's definitely a little dirty and terry's really into the sweat thing so i'm gonna keep bringing it back to there mm. people need sweaty anders but they mm. also need sweaty d i know mm-hmm. <laughs> sweaty d sweaty d <laughs> uh yeah and starbuck can't uh can't fly because her hands are all banged up yeah burnt up so uh d is like well that's freaking great mm-hmm. um and she does like starbuck gets into this like oh he won't he won't cheat and i won't divorce and she's like getting a little loopy and d just slaps her that's so good oh. and, yeah and i really am sad that you missed the whole part about like d being like yep because okay here's the thing is like i was definitely raised by someone who constantly told me that they were a certain way because of their upbringing and i have never subscribed to this idea that you don't have control over your destiny and like there are some things for sure like i definitely carry a lot of like trauma in my life from things that happened when i was younger and like that's good but i don't use that as an excuse to be shit to people and i think that there are like there's a a lot of there are people who will do that. And I really like Dee's whole speech about like, yep, okay, your circumstances what you were. You didn't have the best childhood, but like you are making decisions now and like that's on you. Mm-hmm. I don't want to hear about it. And I think that's... She's got a point. She has got a point for sure. But so. Starbucks does have a destiny. It's already been written. <laughs> all of this has happened before and all of it will happen again. <laughs> uh, all right. So let's rewind a little to the base ship um where uh athena downloads mm-hmm. uh cap caprica six is waiting for her mm. um walks her walks her through it and uh they find Hera, yeah who like quiets right down when her mom's there even after like a fresh download yeah yeah and also just knows who she is knows think, who she is and it's like even though they're biologically the same and uh ronald g moore talks a lot about 
again, I think we talked about this last episode about how he had all this extra story about how Boomer couldn't connect with the baby. Mm-hmm. But kind of, I think it's, I think it's still, it still done comes well. through. Yeah. Yeah. They don't, they don't dwell on it, but it, you can definitely see that playing out, even if it's not totally spoken. Um, hard as a gourd. How often do the Cylons encounter gourds? Do you think? I do. They use a just, lot of decorative gourds, like around the holidays. It was just a weird line. It cracked me up because it's just everything in their world. I know, and I know that Boomer is like a secret Cylon who was implanted with human memories mm, and then but lived still, a life. I feel like I don't know about gourds except like when I think of gourds, they're I hard. Always, yeah. But like there are a lot of things that are hard. Like it's as hard as a rock would seem like a more. Yeah. I think the Cylons have encountered way more rocks than they've encountered gourds. It felt like, I mean, if I was going to say something was hard, I would say it's hard as a rock. Right. Yeah. So that's your standard. Um, that's your go-to for a hard thing. Yeah. And maybe they were trying to not use an expression that we would use to be like, oh, this is a different thing, but it's still like a gourd. Or it does, um, do, is that what Athena says in the earlier line? Because they, they say a very similar line like twice. I think she's, Athena says her belly is hard as a rock. And then they were like, oh, we need a different hard thing <laughs> for Boomer know. to say. No, no, I feel a like. A gourd. I feel like Athena is the one who says gourd. No, I don't know what Boomer says gourd. Oh, okay. Yeah, I just know because I thought it was a hilarious line, so I spent a lot of time okay. thinking I about think you, it. I think that the, the Athena just says her stomach is really hard. Oh, anyway. yeah, it is Boomer who says it. Anyway, yeah. it's a ridiculous line. It is. It just, it's something that takes you out of the scene. For sure. Yeah. 100%. I was like, what? <sighs> um, I kind of feel like the Cylons can just like... They must have some sort of like 3D printing machine where they can just make whatever furniture they need. They're like, oh, we have a baby now. So I guess we need a crib. Like yeah. it just, and it always, it's the same as like Gaius's bed. It just seems like very intentionally out of place in this like really harshly lit metallic environment. Does There's like this need to sweet sleep? little, I mean, we see them sleep. Do they have to, though? It's like vampires. Like, do they have to? No, but do they sometimes? I think vampires have to sleep. Depends which world you're in. Fair. I don't think in Buffy there's they a have lot, to sleep. There's a lot about how vampires sleep within the lore. Like, you have to sleep oh, in depends. a coffin or with the special I told you about this whole, like, podcast that I was going to do with a friend, but then she wasn't you know there are people who say they'll do podcasts who will never actually do them and she was one of those and maybe she will one day i don't know i don't want to say she won't but she didn't um i really wanted to do one and uh it was called bloody ripper what what's your inspiration for that name well bloody ripper is actually an australian expression like you bloody ripper Ooh. like it's like a, it, and so that's why it was funny because i'm australian but then bloody ripper obviously has vampire connections and actually wanted to talk about different tv series and books and the way that they do vampire lore because it's really different across different things um and yeah i so, think vampire lore is fascinating because it's so tied to christianity yeah it's 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 just really interesting maybe we should do this i'm here <laughs> i'm here for it because the idea was like do one episode on buffy the vampire slayer and the vampire lord do one episode on dracula do one episode on whatever and I on that period of time when a lot of people thought vampires were real and were like digging mm -hmm. up graves and sure. stabbing stakes through hearts but it's also just, that for sure 
And so it's just really interesting um, how different it is across different things. I understood that on Buffy, they didn't have to sleep, but they do. But I don't think they have to. And I think often it's that they don't have to, but then there are some things where they have to sleep. Like, And okay, so me and my best friend from childhood watch terrible vampire shows together and it's like a thing we do. So I've seen some terrible vampire movies. Like there's mm. one with Kristen Ritter, I think, where they have to sleep with dirt in their coffin. Yeah, no, that's one of the like original yeah. uh, pieces then, of vampire have, like, lore. Yeah, that's... what we do in the shadows. Like you could do a lot. Anyway... Hey, let us know if you would listen to this um, podcast because I am keen to do it. I'm. That sounds like something I would be extremely on board for. Okay, so, cool. Well, sec- maybe if we have weekly maybe. weekly podcasting, we can do one week Battlestar, one week Vampire. Ooh, mm-hmm. change it up. Mm-hmm. Talk because about something different. Guys, we love you, but it does. I'm like it's all Battlestar 40 all day. plus episodes into this podcast. <laughs> and it does get a little like, wow, I really committed to this. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a finisher. They're just, the we watch so many series now that have like, I don't know, 10 episode seasons. And when you're, when you are going back to this era of like 22 mm-hmm. episode seasons, like I watch, yeah, yeah, I watch two total series episodes, two, two first series of TV shows in one weekend. You can't do that. And I think I just, I love where TV storytelling is going now because people are feeling, I think way less limited by like every episode has to be like 40, whatever mm. minutes to account for commercials. And, and we have to do so many episodes a season, which is why you get throwaway episodes mm. in these shows that aren't worth spending a lot no. of time on. And, Actually, Ronald D. Moore talked a little bit about this in his podcast. He was talking about the way that the acts work when you have commercial breaks and how it changes the story when you're watching on DVD. So much so. And so he was saying like there's the first three acts and then sort of like the end of the third act is when um, uh, when Gaius is held at gunpoint and taken back to Galactica. And he's like everything after that is kind of an epilogue. He's like it works if you're watching it at home, but like – as a TV series, it's like you've already hit like the point of the episode and then it's just like all this extra stuff that had to be done. Right. So I think that was interesting. He was sort of talking about the limitations. He also actually hilariously, um, and I didn't even realize this was at the same time, but it must have been because his podcast is recorded when it came out. Um, he was talking about um, the scene that's coming up actually with the um, with Boomer putting her neck, uh, hand on the neck of the baby Oof. and how much trouble they had in the miniseries with the Trisha Helfer yeah. um, uh, snapping the baby's neck. for um, Which is, I think it's such a fascinating full circle to come to with Caprica 6. For sure, for sure. And he was saying like that the, um, whatever you call the people who moderate the shows and make what are they called like showrunner no 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 no. the people who say what can be on tv and not oh um like the you guys have a word for it here like the standards and something yeah i think i don't remember if it's the fcc or if that's music and FCC not tv won't, won't let, let me, me be, be. <laughs> let me I feel like this music anyway regardless it's people who like who watch the tv sh- like who read the script and like say whether or not something can be on 
Uh, he said that they had so much trouble with them with any violence towards babies, even though nothing happened to the child. And he, he just like very snarkily is like, yeah, but then like change the channel and there's Dexter. He's like, how is this worse? Yeah. But apparently they had such a shit fight over this scene with the um, snapping of the neck or like even the threat of the snapping of the neck and actually the scene in the miniseries because of the threat towards a child, mm. which I just thought was really interesting. And I love that he like made a snarky comment about Dexter. I didn't realize they were at the same time, but obviously they were. Yeah. Interesting. Mm. I mean, by the time this episode was out, must've been like what, 2006 or so. I think we we're in early 07 at this point. Oh, okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. That tracks. And, and yeah. And he was like, yeah, change the channel. There's Dexter. <laughs> like I, anyway, I thought that was funny. Yeah. Trisha Helfer also had a, a really funny anecdote about, um, her sister trying to watch Battlestar Galactica and she had just had a baby and she got to that scene and was like Trisha I can't watch this oh my god (laughs) she's like don't go near my baby (laughs) please don't hurt my baby girl (laughs) but yeah it is really disturbing like they're they're debating whether they're going to bring Hera um, to Galactica and there's there's something about oh the delivery of this line like maybe I should just snap your little neck Mm -hmm. oh it's it's like very Mm. very creepy yeah Um, and I love that Six is like oh yeah you want to you want to do this? How do I you like it? That, yeah, I love How do you like getting your neck. neck snapped? Oh, I love when it's Six so gets like, just goes all out. Yeah, but I love that she does exactly what was threatened. Exactly. And yeah. it's all Cylon on Cylon crime again. Yeah, rare, but more and more frequent, it, uh, it seems. Well, this very young society is dealing with a lot of shit right now. 40 years young. 40 years young. <laughs> I mean, we don't Plus. know. We don't know when they started making human humanoid Cylons. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting. You see this in a way. Uh, I mean, I'm from a very young country and it's very interesting. Like Australia is only about 100 years old. I mean, in terms of like Australia as it currently exists. Uh, obviously, we have the oldest one of the oldest civilizations in the world which we um committed genocide on and completely ignore but in terms of like australia as it is now is like a very young country comparatively and i would say that sometimes there are things that we iron out differently Mm. Mm -hmm. yeah they are figuring out how to I think this islands are pretty bad <laughs> figuring <laughs> out their society, honestly. They don't handle decisions well. I just think it's interesting the concept of how like they just have like twelve models that all look the same, but then I, it's just an interesting choice. <laughs> like I don't know, it's weird. Continue. Yeah, we Continue. don't know a lot of the backstory we about don't. how they came to <laughs> these twelve mm-hmm. models, mm-hmm. but yeah. Um so back on the LG planet, mm-hmm. uh, Chief is still being Chief and Apollo's like, you're done. Like, we're going to blow up the temple. Like, stop. Just stop. I just hate him so much <laughs> in this episode. Yeah. I mean, I think I hate him now for good. There's I just so many he's reasons. He's done a lot of, I think, irredeemable things for at sure. this point. Also, Callie's a babe. Mm. Callie's a total babe. Every time the camera pans out and you see a full body, you're like, damn. Right? Girl, you look great. And just even in this episode, like she's there and she's helping, but I feel like every everything that's happening is still like all about Chief's storyline and just like you have this great character and this great actress and you're not 
You're not giving her enough. Hey, guys. Callie bit a guy's ear off once when he tried to rape her. <laughs> I'm just going to keep coming back to that. Callie is a badass. Mm-hmm. And don't ever forget it. Nope. So uh, they ev- evacuate the temple. Um, and then Deanna and Gaius and Safari Cavill run in, pull all the detonators out of whatever bombs they've set up. While Tyrell's having his big like, I can't do it moment. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and Gaius being typical Gaius, like Deanna and Cavill are are rushing to do this so they don't all die. And mm. she's just like, Gaius, help us. Yeah, he's just like, I see guns. I'm yeah, I actually, I missed that on my first watch that he was checking out that gun because w- later when he had it, I was like, who gave guys a gun? <laughs> <laughs> that seems like a terrible idea. Yeah. Um, but it, it's interesting how close he comes to dying here. Mm-hmm. Like, Deanna and Cavill just download. But mm. Well, we don't know if we Gaius will. And you know the thing Gaius is, will. so we don't know. And then when I look, uh, so I don't, I haven't it was really hard this week actually I really want to watch the next episode and in the next episode picture for which both, I it's that's not a thing that anybody experienced watching it no. live so on Hulu and on the DVD so I watched the episode on Hulu then I watched the podcast episode and the deleted scenes on the DVD uh the next episode is Gaius in a revival bathtub. And I'm Ooh. like, I just feel like we've, you know, it's like when he kissed Rosalind. Like, it could mm. just be a fracking dream. Like, I don't know if I trust seeing that to make me believe that that's necessarily what's going to happen. But I was like, I don't know. But it's not not happening, you know? Well, I don't know. <laughs> and I don't I feel like it's too obvious that he's one of the final five like I don't want it to be true but then I was like is Anders a Cylon that was my thought this week what made you think that uh I'm unsure I think it was just more me just being like wouldn't it be fracking crazy considering like he's so loyal to Starbuck even though he knows what she's like and maybe I just don't believe that men are truly good in this or people i should say people i don't believe that people are truly that accepting and i'm like maybe it's just because it's her destiny is programming to be, exactly like huh. because she is meant to be the destiny person and he's like i love her regardless interesting um i don't know it could be an interesting twist i'm not saying i, I mean i know you're like watching these episodes looking for who could possibly be the final five. And I do know one of the final five because unfortunately we know. Have I mentioned this on the pod before? I don't know. I don't know. Do you think we have any listeners who are watching through for the first time? Because I feel like we should not spoil it just in case. we won't spoil. But I will say that one of the people from Battlestar Galactica followed us on Twitter, which is like exciting and amazing. But in their profile, they have Cylon on Battlestar Galactica. And I was like, mother fracker. Like, <laughs> I totally have been so good about you really not, have. M- like moving ahead, not looking at spoilers. Like, I've been really careful. Like, every time I fr- fracking, like, Google any, like, even 
Shirtless Anders, which has been my most recent search. Uh, Much to everyone's appreciation on Twitter. Boy, (laughs) howdy, there is a hot, hot thread that you all need to go and check out if you haven't already. And I was like, oh, my goodness, what if I Google Anders? And like even when I was trying to see if Hilo was a um, captain for this beer, I was like, oh, my goodness, what if Hilo is a Cylon? But I feel like Hilo is not a Cylon because the whole point of that child is that it's half Cylon, half human. Mm. So it would be kind of weird because Cylons can't procreate. So I feel like Hilo's not a Cylon. Actually, yeah, that's a that's a really interesting mm. way to uh, deduce that. Yeah. Very but, smart. But I was like, oh my God, but what if he is? And then I get spoiled. Like, it's just very hard for me to Google anything. <laughs> so I've done so well. And so, I mean, it's not, I'm really happy that this person followed us. I've thought about maybe tweeting them and seeing if they would love to come and join us on the show mm-hmm. one time. But well, it was I think like, we need to get our asses to a convention. Because apparently mm-hmm. there was just a, a huge like Battlestar reunion sort of at yeah. a convention, I think, in Florida. I'm just really scared to go because spoilers. Also Because that. there will be that. No, you're so right. Yeah. I mean, okay. we could go and like secretly meet and you'd have to be like, you know, I think you just have to go and interview people <laughs> and then cut out the spoilers. It's also funny because I think someone who obviously doesn't listen to our podcast but follows us on Twitter was like, oh, I think it's okay because it's a 10-year-old TV show. And I was like, no, hi, hey. (laughs) (laughs) Trying to maintain integrity here. You're doing so good. Thank you. I need that because... I'm I'm really impressed with... I'm legitimately, legitimately was like heavily considering watching the next episode this week. I was like, no one really cares. Everyone's seen it. It doesn't matter. And I'm like, no. It does. This podcast is like so much about your journey watching the show. And I think it's actually... I've got to say this. Like even as someone... Like I do love... Like I love that, for example, like still... I think Still Pretty and Still Dead, like Lani Dye and Rich's podcast are fully spoiled. No, maybe not Still Dead, but Still Pretty is. And I love that. I love listening to analysis by someone who's seen the whole series. But then I also really appreciate like buffering where they're watching like spoiler free. I think it's kind of fun. And there are so many people in our little buffering group who are watching through for the first time. Mm. And it just blows my mind that yeah. there are people now. I didn't watch Buffy until like I was... I must have been like maybe four or five years ago. Like it wasn't. They just, the, yeah. The precious babies have such a journey. They're going to go on. Exactly. I think about it all the time. Like you guys don't know. You don't know. <laughs> but I, I didn't watch Buffy until at least 10 years after the show mm-hmm. aired. And, and definitely like, I, I mean, I wasn't so much into like the online communities at this point. Uh, but I am really happy that, um, things exist without spoilers so i'm doing this for the maybe one or two people listening who haven't seen it and for the people who have seen it but just love listening to me speculate yes i think it's super fun um and so we are in the temple on the algae planet we are so they're they're maybe gonna blow it um and chief like hesitates he can't bring himself to do it Mm -hmm. and apollo's yelling at him and by the time apollo i think takes the detonator from him and tries to blow up the temple they've already already, yeah they've Mm -hmm. already taken all of the and then he's like what did you do yeah it's a lot uh and right at that moment um the star goes supernova Mm -hmm. yeah it just makes me think of um you know the beginning of aladdin when they have (laughs) 
the temple. <laughs> it's what it looks like because just the way the scene is shot. Arabian nights, like Arabian days. This is like that. It looks like that like, a little bit in a weird a way. Um, it's also like it's the effects are okay in this episode. I did. They're not. It seems okay. like it's not the episode they spent the most money no, on. I I uh, <laughs> <laughs> um oh, and I will say okay. So this is where we move into the point where Diana. Uh, sees the final five. Yeah. Correct? So, um, Safari Cavill is like, oh, you didn't come here to find Earth. Like, you came here for your own weird mm. journey, and I can't allow oh, that to yeah. happen. He's gonna try to shoot her, and then Gaius actually does something. Like, steps up. Wow. Yeah. That never happens. He right? made a decision again. New, new territory for Gaius every day. Um, now, <laughs> the in the podcast, um. Ronald D. Moore talks about how they did not want to do the whole Indiana Jones light from the sky, whatever bullshit thing. And then he's like, yeah, and we tried all these other things and it didn't work. So we did the Indiana Jones thing. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, it was just really effective and there wasn't a better way. Um, I actually, I love getting these little it's great. snippets of like how they made decisions about the show and what the yeah. creative process yeah. was. Because sometimes you could just be watching that and be like, oh, so derivative. Yeah. And then and he hear them like, talk about it. And it's like, no, sometimes just to tell a good story. <laughs> exactly. You need to do a thing that's already been done. Yeah. And he was do you know what all this has happened before and all of it will happen again (laughs) and that's the thing is i loved about it is he's like yeah we really didn't want to do the indiana jones thing but then we realized that was the best way to do it um and also talked about how when she steps into that space it's a cobalt opera house again that um six and baltar had a vision of exactly now, I will say, as someone who hasn't seen it before and does not know if Gaius Baltar is a Cylon, even though the next episode things make it seem like he is, but that could also be a dream. I don't know. He also kissed Roslyn at some point. Uh, I think it's very cheeky how she's like, I'm sorry, I didn't know. And then she goes to grab the hand and then Gaius grabs her hand and she comes mm-hmm. through the light. Mm-hmm. And I was like, come on. That was great. No, it was yeah. great. Like I her say, her reactions in that scene are really excellent. Yeah, she does great. Mm-hmm. So do you do you have thoughts about whether that is Gaius or somebody else? Or so I kind of think it could be the person who I know is already a Cylon. Uh, I don't know what she. Yeah, I don't know. I uh, I feel like on some level that it's too obvious if Baltar is a Cylon and so therefore he isn't, but maybe he is. Or is it so obvious that, that you think is. it's not going to be and then it is? Whoa. No, but that's what I mean. That's what I said. No, but I mean like, is it so obvious that they're like, everyone's going to think that he's not. So what if really he oh, is? I oh, I see. Yeah, I don't know and I don't want to make that prediction because I feel like, I just don't know at this point, which okay. is good. It's good. It, I do think it's really, they give you, all they give you is this is a person she's seen before. Yeah. And I feel like uh, him and Six have fracked a lot and they never procreated. So I don't know. Because like at the beginning, Head Six was mm. like, we're going to have a child. That's our child. And then I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Very interesting. And there's still, as far as we know, no explanation for Head Six. No. no other character has that going and on. And that actually makes me think that he is one of the final five and they are like connected somehow. But I don't, I 
don't know. And the fact that it's in the picture for the next episode makes me believe that it's not true, even though that should be the opposite. But it, mm. it just makes me think it's a mislead. But I don't know because also there was like Starbuck and Apollo kissing in the last episode in the thing and that's a legit thing. So I don't know. Yeah, they made out. Yeah, they did. Just a bit. Uh, But yeah, she comes out of it and she's like, so beautiful. And I was just like, (laughs) was it me? Was I beautiful? (laughs) He wants it so bad. Gaius is just like, am I a Cylon? This is all about me. Tell me. Tell me. That's the only way he functions. But I love this moment when he's like, okay, frack it. Like, I'm going to try to do it. And he (laughs) kicks her arm out of the way to stand where he's supposed to stand. It is just such a perfect little moment. Oh, it is beautiful but way instead of uh he just a vision he gets a gun to his head and as much as neither of us are fans of chief in this and previous episodes this line is pretty great it is like good. welcome home mr president it's very good um <laughs> i also want to shout out to gaius's pants being slightly too big because they seem to have really great tailors but then for some reason the the trousers he has are not like the right length Mm-hmm. And it also just like really does a lot about his size because he's a small. He's sh- he's short. Yeah, he's a shorter guy, I think. He is a shorter guy, but like you can get pants that fit you. Oh, for sure. No, and I th- I do wonder sometimes if these were like really specific choices to like that's a thing that well, makes a character look really weak is when I, their clothes exactly. are a little ill fitting. I think that um, and I don't know if it's a case for Battlestar, but I know the Adi Mo's wife, Terry, uh was the costume designer for Outlander. And I'm not sure oh, if that's I also the case for Battlestar Galactica, but I feel like this was like a choice. She seems not that involved when I hear her speak. In on, BSG. On yeah. yeah, I feel like definitely I listened to a couple of Outlander podcasts and she seemed much more involved in that process. Like she spoke up a lot more and she seemed to know a lot about the costume design and stuff. But that is something that like, I don't know anything about, I know a lot now about who's writing these shows and who's directing them. And I know a ton about the actors, but I don't know anything about the costume designers. So maybe that's something I will do a little digging Mm. on for a later episode. Yeah. It's definitely a thing that I noticed. Yeah. Very interesting. So uh, the stars going Nova, the Cylons have jumped away. Galactica's still there. And like just now Adama's like launch a rescue mission. Like mm. probably maybe you guys should have done that before. Except so, drama. Yeah. There's another deleted scene here, hmm. um, which is actually another countdown scene to like them nuking the planet again. And then when Ronald D. Moore watched the episode again, he was like, oh, we just did that before. Let's not do it again. They um, were going to nuke it again because the side Supernova, I think. So, what, I mean, wouldn't the supernova take care yeah, of the... I don't know. I exploding don't, of the planet? I don't actually know why. Okay, uh, well, it sounds like it was good that it was cut. Just that it was in this kind of scene. That's why they're all in the, the weapons room. Mm-hmm. And uh, and Roslyn's kind of pushing for it, too. Um and it, it really is like almost exactly like the scene in the beginning, which is funny because Ronald D. Moore is like, oh, yeah, we did that already. Um, there is a line in the scene that stayed in, which is like, you've seen one Nova, you've seen them all. Which I is do tight. really like that line. <laughs> Such a good line. And they like there's 
there's a lot of exposition in this episode that they have to get through very quickly. Yeah. So I just I love that like he says that and then Gato's immediately there with the map like they did see another Nova 4000 years ago. I know. I was so ready good. to go with his information. Uh, I love Gato's just that this episode. But yeah, I love that line. It was so good. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, so they uh, they jump away just in the nick of time as they as often always. do, as they often do, um, and meet up with the other civilian ships. And uh, I do love the attention to detail that all of their like the Raptors are still really beat up from mm. when they went through that um, mm. gross like star cluster. Yeah, like, I also like everything looks really trashed right now. That when they. Uh, get to the civilian fleet that this the subtitles just like whoosh yes <laughs> space whooshing continues to be my favorite sound so effect great. caption yep. uh, so we get a little moment between Sam and Apollo like we did it bro and I just love I love them being pals they fist bump I feel like they fist bump if they don't fist bump it's like one of them punches the other one on the thigh or oh, something like very I think that's what happens. Apollo intimate punches him in the arm or something something like that like hey buddy good job scene with like them and it's like Anders goes straight to the Starbucks and they have this beautiful hug and then Apollo goes to D reluctantly and then they have a big hug and then they all hug for a long time then Apollo and Starbucks look at each other and I know mm-hmm. Ronald D. Moore was like I really like that scene I did too, and it it did show you like yeah. the intimacy that the cu- these couples do still have. Like it's not over for any one of these couples yet; they're mm. all still really invested mm. in each other. Yeah, because so for a while, awesome it's is still there. I think it's still on the table. Yeah, that's okay. all I'm saying. Mm. Uh, now all we need is like eye contact between like Sam and D, and then I think we're in. I can totally see Sam and D fucking. Oh my god, yeah, yeah. I, I I think we've talked about this before. I think they'd be a mm. way better, a way healthier couple for sure. <laughs> um, so apparently, so they bring back guys in a body bag. So mm-hmm. when they first brought the body bag, I'm like, is this the guy that like Apollo was like the nameless oh, man who yeah. died? And I was, that seems a bit <laughs> like a bit much. It just seems like something you wouldn't do. In Especially war. because like, I think to quote unquote bury bodies in space, they just send them out the airlock. Exactly. So it'd be so pretty like, silly to bring him back to 100%. shoot him out the airlock. So apparently this was a decision made by Michael Reimer and James Callis. I did read about this. Yeah. And they were like, we're going to bring the body back in a body bag. And someone talked to Ronald D more about it as if he knew about it. And he was like, yeah, 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 sure. And then he called up Michael Reimer and was like, what the frack? Da, 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 da. And he's like, well, we decided because this reason. And he's like, that's actually a very good choice. Which, and then he again, talks on his podcast. And he's like, it's sometimes the people who are just there. They just make the better decisions than I do. And I was like, Ronald D. Moore, you seem like a great guy. Yeah. And it's a, another one of those moments that we keep hearing about where the actors have so much say in what's getting filmed and how these scenes and are the going down. And it makes me case. so happy. Yeah. Yeah. And it too. is a really good decision. And I did, when I saw the body bag, I was like, Super it was confused. and it's almost like too cheap of a fake out but they don't linger on it like no. it's immediately like Gaius's face he's alive like they don't give you too much time to be like oh, Gaius is dead yeah. like it happens instantly no. so it, it doesn't annoy me it never made me feel like he was dead okay and I t- no I never and I'm saying that watching for the first time I did not think that he was dead I mean you would have to be a, a fragging idiot to kill off James Callis <laughs> Yes. Do you know what I had Unless a thought about the other day? He really was dead, but he was gonna download. So, 
Your dance was beautiful. Mm -hmm. I had a thought the other day, and I don't know if you're necessarily going to appreciate it because I know you're not a big Harry Potter fan. I'm a decent Harry Potter fan. Okay. I feel like... I don't read the books. I don't watch the movies. I like it. Wait, why did I think you hadn't... I just... I came to Harry Potter late in Uh, life. That's all. But I do really like it. One thing that I'm really sad about, and I think it's a timing issue of when the Harry Potter movies were released, but I feel like James Callis would have been the best Gilderoy Lockhart ever. Oh, my God. Yeah, that casting would have been exceptional. But I think that at this point, James Callis didn't have much of a career. By this, because I, if I feel like those, I feel like what what book is that? That's the second book, right? I that Chamber of Secrets. Okay, yeah, yeah, because that's right. where yeah. Gilderoy Lockhart goes mad. And that I I feel like I saw the first couple of movies when I was in high school, which means it's definitely before two thousand and four, because two thousand four was the year I graduated. And so I don't think that James Callis had a career, but now that I pictured that in my mind, I cannot unpicture it. That is like, that would have been absolutely James Callis would have been the perfect Gilderoy Lockhart. Yes. For sure. Yes. So we get uh Hilo's moment with Sharon like seeing her again and it's really beautiful and and reuniting with his daughter who they thought was dead the captain's daughter the captain's daughter uh and like in the midst of this beautiful reunion uh six pops her head out yeah which for me watching it I didn't think it was clear that she was definitely going to come with Athena. Oh, I but definitely you, thought you that. were like the set because we watched it together. The second she said, "Like, oh, we have a captured raptor raptor aboard," you were like, six is going to be on Galactica." <laughs> it's true. Um, and Athena convinces them not to shoot her, and instead they like kind of violently, understandably so, but kind of violently drag her away. Uh, while Athena goes with Hilo to uh, find Doc Cottle to take she looks really hot in that outfit, though. I couldn't. That not is see that, that black jumpsuit so situation. I just, was I just like, how somebody can you be bring so me to the Cylon Taylor? That's all I'm saying. I would love that for buffering prom next week. This week, Ooh, oh my god, this, this week. week. I have no outfit yet. It's in five days. Wow. Wow. I still don't have an outfit. We're going to get you something fabulous. Okay. Okay. We're going to figure it out. We will. So they they figure out that there was another Nova 4,000 years ago um, in the Ionian Nebula. And they're all kind of debating like, I don't know, maybe they had a vision. Maybe it is a road sign on the way to Earth. And it, everyone seems convinced enough that I feel like we're probably going to go check out the Ionian mm. Nebula. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I remember they do this thing with the artwork with Hilo. Yeah. So I just, I love Starbucks little mittens. Like, yeah. And also cute. just, who's who's taking care of you, Kara? Yeah. Who's taking care of you? You can't do anything for I yourself right now. I tribute. <laughs> <laughs> um, you and I can take shifts. We will. Uh, so, fun fact from the pod. Uh, Katie Sackoff actually had painted that they call it a mandolin mandala mandala so mandolin is an instrument and mandala is a swirly thing yeah Um, I was very confused but I wrote down mandolin anyway because it's what I heard and I was like okay maybe it's a thing I don't know maybe Uh, apparently when they were doing Starbucks apartment Katie Sackoff had actually just painted that 
Um, oh, wow. So it was just a thing. And so they were looking through Starbucks apartment to see if there was anything there that they could use. And this was a thing that Katie Sackhoff had just painted. Um, That's when actually incredible. <laughs> and then they're like, oh, we're going to use that. And then it just ended up being this crazy thing that they used for the rest of the series. So Starbucks has a destiny, but also Katie Sackhoff had yeah, a destiny. Exactly. <gasps> I love that. Yeah. I love that detail. Isn't that cool? And I also just love that um, Hilo has this great memory for Starbucks apartment. Like, I just love thinking about them. Like, I forgot going back to like Starbucks, like dirty, crappy apartment and hanging out and drinking some beers. I just, I just totally don't even like, I know when that happened, I remembered that they went there, but I not thought about that before. And then I was like, oh shit. Yeah. They were on Caprica together and they went to that shitty apartment. Yeah. So sweet. I love that she knows it's shitty and she's like, oh, you want to take design tips from there? <laughs> and I feel, yeah, yeah, I feel you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So she's like, oh, I've been doodling this pattern since I was a kid. I just like the way it looked. Um, and we we are meant to understand that this is a big reveal because the music is big. Yeah. It's like this amped up, I'm sure, Bear McCreary theme oh, that's yeah. happening. Also, can I say... In one of her more recent episodes, Lani Dianrich shouted out to Bear McCleary, but she didn't actually mention Battlestar Galactica, and I am disappointed. I'm not yeah. mad. I actually, it hasn't occurred to me that Bear McCreary probably writes music for other things. Though. Yeah, but that's the thing. It's like, I was like, I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. How could you mention like everything else well, in Battlestar? Cause I I'm feel not like, mad. I'm just disappointed is worse. I know. That's what I mean. <laughs> Lonnie, I love you. I'm sorry. So Deanna resurrects for the last time. Yeah. I love that Safari Cavill is there. He's still got the hat on. He's still like, I like this look. I'm going to keep it for a while. Yeah, it's good. Um, Yeah, it's a lot. Um, It's a lot. She says, it's not a flaw to question your purpose. Yeah, and he has the, I wrote the line down because it's, there's just so much you could spend time that we don't have unpacking where this sits with in terms of religion. But he's mm. like, your messianic conviction, you're on a special mission to enlighten us. Yeah, I mean, so were a lot of people. Uh, I feel like this is a thing that's very interesting because I like listen to a lot of things about cults and religion. And it's like, there's just such a fine line between people believing you on that mission and people not and i'm pretty sure that people would have thought that most of the people we now consider to be religious figures were like definitely yeah absolutely and i'm sure i've heard some people like ranting about religion in the subway that in a different (laughs) place or time could have become religious (laughs) leaders you know i'm just my mind is just in the life of brian right now ah I am He's glad we watched the that Messiah. Together. He's a very naughty boy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's the, the it, you could break down this scene with that line, uh-huh. I think. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> so, so, yeah, they're boxing Deanna, R. which is R. a thing P. that happens, apparently. R.I.P. And so it's funny. So when Ronald D. Moore does the podcast, often the special effects aren't in the episode yet what his version and so he was saying oh there's going to be a thing here with like a lot of different uh like pods with cavill 
on the outside of it and I don't feel like that was in the episode. It was just No, the it pods, seemed like it was just the pods. But no Cavill. But he kind of made it seem like it was going to be Cavill with Gianna and everything, which I thought was really interesting because yeah. it seems very inconsistent when they Who's revive. Who's there when they wake yeah, you up? Yeah, because sometimes there's a lot of people and sometimes it's one person and it's like... And like who gets said? like how who gets the memo of like, oh, like so-and-so is downloading at this time. You better get over there. Yeah, like, downloading, uploading. Uploading? Uh, I think they always say downloading, but uploading mm. sounds right. Yeah, it feels like they <laughs> download into the thing and then they upload into a body. Perhaps. Down yeah. and up. Down um, and up. But, but I but do, also, I just love this moment. Uh, like we said it before, but he like takes mm. basically the essence of her and sticks it in his shirt pocket and walks away. Yeah. I also feel like given that they're on a ship, that that's very spaced out. Like you, you would want to like maximize that space. Better. It does seem like uh, the silence should be more efficient than that. Yeah, You're right. Like it it seems like, a bit scattered. You, we've all seen the Matrix, right? And they've got like the people on the wall. It's like very efficient. It's what you think about. Or like Rick and Morty when they've got all the Mortys on the outside. That's what you want. Really, though, everything we've seen about the silent ship does not seem efficient. Like they have very large rooms for like one person. Mm. I don't know. Yeah, you're right. And big four poster beds. Big four poster beds that where did they come from? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So we did it. We finished. Um, Tell Um, us our counts. We got counts. So I put us at eight and a half silence. Eight and a half. Oh, because here is a half. Because here is a half. I love it. Um, Not including the centurions and the final five. I did not include the final five because we sort of barely didn't. Like they were there. Should we count them? If we count them, then it's 13 No, and a I half. don't count the final five. I do think that the three Cylons that we see, though, the toasters, they have a lot more personality than they did before. Honestly, I, for me, for this episode, the toasters, I wrote down that they were a little derpy. There was just something about them. Derpy? Like, it's, it means the what, it means what it sounds like. Yeah. Like, they just were kind of... That just reminds me of that sound. Tootling around the planet, like going on what's what's going on you guys have you seen that are we South supposed Park to be episode? doing something i'm the sure d- 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 yeah. it's the one where um they're like um i'm i think derpy is a word i'm i might have made up or the internet made up i'm not sure who knows um, but there was something about those particular centurions that i agree it was different yeah was different More than their usual style mm. Uh, we've got five fracks, one each from D, Starbuck, and Gaius, and mm-hmm. two from Apollo. Mm-hmm. Two from Apollo. Yeah. Wow. Felmouse Apollo. Mm-hmm. Any predictions going forward before we wrap up? Oh, goodness. Okay. I'm going to predict this and maybe regret it. I'm going to predict that Gaius is not a Cylon because it feels like Everything is set up for that. And I just don't believe that it would be that obvious. And that I think that these things that I'm watching are a dream. Um, And then outside of that, I don't know. Like I said, kind of half-heartedly that maybe Anders is a Cylon. I don't know if I really believe that's true or if I just thought about it for the first time this episode. Uh, I don't know what's going to happen to Caprica 6. I just... I don't think she's going to be tortured the way that the other sixes have been tortured. Like in uh, Sexually. Razor? Mm. 
yeah, I think this is a different ship than that was. Yes. I do like to think that she could be brought on as an ally. These are very stranger things have happened. Yeah. I just feel like she has always been sort of on the collaboration side of things. I don't think, I think that of all the Cylons, she's really been like that. So I, I'm interested to see her journey. She has been very invested in not only guys, but other humans Mm. before she, I think she was one of the most vocal, like people on new caprica who was like we can't just kill everyone for sure for sure and she's definitely killed cylons many times to save her loyalties are questionable yeah and so i feel like she could actually just fold into the galactica crew if they would let it happen I predict that Ty is going to be against that. That's an easy mm. prediction. <laughs> I feel like Ty is also Ty usually so accepting, so accepting alternative viewpoints. <laughs> Goodness gracious. Okay. That's it from me. That's it from us. Um, as always, please find us on Twitter. Yes. Beers Beats BSG, where we have delightful conversations and sometimes just post a lot of pictures of hot people yeah i mean that's a lot of what we talk about on the podcast too so it seems right you can also follow each of us individually on twitter if you want what's your twitter handle bib it's lisa charlotte my name is l-e-e-s-a c-h-a-r-l-o-t-t-e i feel like charlotte my charlotte spelling is pretty standard but that's yeah yeah, it's the typical web spelling of charlotte how about you well, I'm at Kaylee Beth on Twitter. C-A-Y-L-E-Y-B-E-T-H. Wow. We're getting real good at this advertising. This you can also... Self-promoting. You can. You can also support us on Patreon. Uh, links are at our Twitter page. They're also in the... If you don't have a call sign. Ha We can give you one. Us. For sure. We, we can give you a call sign. Traditionally put so much <laughs> thought in. Hey, we put a lot of thought in. We do. We've we made do, we some do, great we do. call signs in the past. Um, and we would love to give you one and yeah. Heck yeah. Also follow us, us, find us, rate us, review us, pay us, whatever. Whatever. Mostly just like come and talk to us because we think you guys are great. We do. We have such a great community and we love hearing from you and please talk to us because we're lonely. (laughs) (laughs) Until next time.